Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcons Flyover with John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back in the key studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. John Chuckery Show live on this Monday evening with you. 404-726-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. We'll uh, hear from Michael Rothstein coming up here in about 20 minutes. Uh, well, actually about... 15 minutes uh, from right now. This, though, is your night to look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. Day-Day, I've been waiting for this article to come out because Pro Football Focus has been going around to all the different divisions around the NFL with their bold predictions for every team by division. Okay? So I've been waiting for the NFC South to finally come out. And this came out, I guess, uh, I think Friday, I think is when uh, when it came out. But Here are the three bold predictions that they have for the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, ready? I'm ready. Number one, B. John Robinson leads the league in rushing as a rookie. Atlanta Falcons lean on the run more than any other team, and it's behind an offensive line that can dominate on the ground. Four different running backs a season ago averaged 4.8 yards per carry, but the Falcons still drafted B. John Robinson because of his special potential. Robinson set a PFF record with 104 broken tackles last season and was hailed as the best running back prospect at the end of the draft since Adrian Peterson in 2007. He also looked like a major factor in the passing game from glimpses of training camp and preseason. He could have a special season. Okay, I, I don't know if that's bold or not, but here's what I'll say. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, and, and not because he's not a special player, but the more bold prediction would have been to say the Falcons are going to have two 1,000-yard rushers this year. Like I've said, right? Hot take Chuckery. Hot take Chuckery put out there. The Falcons are going to have two 1,000-yard rushes. That's the more bold prediction because I don't think it's realistic for Bijan to lead the league in rushing. You have, a, you have another 1,000-yard running back. You're going to get carries to Cordero Patterson, and we've already heard from Arthur Smith about the positionless football. We're going to see Bijan Robinson probably lined up maybe early on at running back, but certainly in all kinds of other positions. And, I, and that's not a knock on Bijan. It's using his versatility to maximize his talents. And I don't think that he's going to get enough carries and have enough chances and opportunities to lead the league in rushing. 
I, I just don't think he's their number one bell cow back. And you're going to feed him 30 times a game. Like, I don't think any of that is going to happen. So just because of that, I don't think he can lead the league in rushing. Again, the bold prediction would be to say that what what's it happened? Five times, six times in the history of the NFL, two guys have run for 1,000 yards. Most of the time it's been a quarterback and a running back. There have been examples, right? You know, kicking – sorry, um, uh, Mercury Morris and Larry Zonka, uh, Thunder and Lightning in, in uh, the Giants, Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer, right? But usually it's been quarterback. It's been, you know, Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson, Warwick Dunn and Michael Vick. That would be the bold prediction because that's more realistic, I think. I think that's a more realistic position. And, again, not to take away from Robinson's abilities, I just don't think he's going to get the opportunity to be able to try to lead the league in rushing. Point number two, Falcons are the only team. Falcons are the only team in the NFL to run more than pass. Well, they just did that last year. Like, how bold is that prediction? Because, again, they're going to run the football. What what'd you draft B. John Robinson for if you're not going to run him more and you're going to throw it? You have a, you have a first-year quarterback. Come on, folks. Can't, we can't get more hot-takey than this. Yeah, they're, they're going to run him more than they could pass it. They've, they've done that for two years now. Even when, you know, again, they, they don't have Matt Ryan anymore. They're not going to throw it 600 times a game. And then here's the final one. Arnold Ebicady leads the team in total pressures. Oh, God. Jeez. Not all good players hit the ground running in the NFL. Some still develop at a more traditional pace with significant jumps in year two and three. Arnold Ebicady played more than 500 snaps for the Falcons in his rookie season, but the defense was bad, and he was underwhelming as a pass rusher. He's been having an excellent preseason and has all the tools to improve in a big way this year, not to mention he's got more help around him. Last season, Grady Jarrett led the team with 45 total pressures, but Ebicady has 50 uh, pressure potential. Well, yeah. I mean, for God's sakes. Like, he's got to lead you. I need that fire breather. I mean, how stupid is this? I mean, I'm a big fan of pro football focus, but come on. Yeah, he needs to lead this team. But we're not going to get where we need to be. We're not going to be a, you know, a, a 40 sack team if he can't lead the way. You're not going to have 15 guys with five sacks. It's not going to happen. You know, even the even the Eagles had Hassan Reddick and Javon Hargrave, double-digit guys, 11 and 14. Like, you need those kinds of guys. Yeah, Ebicady, if, if Ebicady doesn't lead this team in pressures, what the hell do we draft them for? You knuckleheads. So not so bold uh, predictions. Hey, by the way, did you see the Falcons robot, the security robot? You know what's coming next? Will (laughs) Smith shooting the robots. (laughs) Will Smith on a motorcycle jumping into the stadium and shooting the robots. What was that? Yo, robot. Lord have mercy. Um, we'll talk about this more coming up at 9 o'clock because I got all kinds of thoughts about the Falcons and where we're headed. But obviously, Jalen Mayfield was cut. We'll talk about this with Mike Rothstein coming up. But look, um, not unexpected. You know, I thought he did some good things in the preseason. thought he did some really not good things in the preseason. When he was going north and south and run blocking, he looked pretty good. When he was dancing around and trying to, you know, you know, make guys miss their quarterback, he, he was lost. 
And that's just the reality of it. You have to perform in this on this team. If you can't perform, you can't do it. You got to move on. So anyway, um, good luck to Jalen Mayfield, but uh, you know maybe he'll latch on with another team at some point. All right, let's get to some audio here. Let's uh, let's hear from the head coach. Assuming a player will do something like what they did last year is foolish. Yeah, we're gonna learn a lot more about Jake Matthews too. It's a long time he's been with anybody. You know, that's the whole thing too. It's just you can't assume of, of last year, whether that's Jake, Calais, Grady. It's year to year, week to week in this league. And so sometimes too, you can't just, uh, that's why you have to do the best you can to be objective every day. I think there are a lot of mistakes are made when you just assume because a guy did something a year ago or you have nostalgia, like you've got to be objective. And uh, so you got to take it all into consideration. Well, you got to be that way with your young players too. Just because you had some, you know, good performances from your young players doesn't mean they're going to replicate that. Because once defensive coordinators start taking away your good players, then what happens? All right, here's uh, Arthur Smith talking about Cordero Patterson making good progress. We'll see. You know, I, I wouldn't anticipate Cordero being out here the next couple of days, but he's making good progress as well. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Patterson's dealing with injuries. Two of their offensive linemen dealing with some, with some injuries. Obviously, Jeff Okuda. Um, we we got some good news out of Arthur Smith today saying that he'd probably be back in the first couple few weeks. All right, does that mean he goes on short-term IR? We talked about that last week with Tori McElhaney. We talked about that with Mike Rothstein coming up here. But, again, you know, what, what's going to be the prognosis on all this? I don't, think it's, I don't think it's drastically important that Okuda gets back right away. I think we'll be fine until he comes back. But will they put him on short-term IR or not? That will be the real question. And we'll know here probably in just a day or two. All right, here's uh, Arthur talking about Desmond Ritter's development. Well, you're talking about a, a player that's had a ton of reps uh, in college. He's actually played the position um, from where he was from his first start. Oh, let's just go back when he got here, from his first mini camp to now. I mean, he's there's been daily improvement. Uh, we feel very confident in him, as we do a lot of those guys, a lot of those young pl- players. I mean, it was different than Drake London, Kyle, guys that are still young um, with experience. We feel pretty good about where we're at overall, but uh, very pleased with Des. And Desmond Ritter getting on the lawnmower to mow the grass on the field. Uh, you heard that in the background uh, there. Um, look, uh, obviously Desmond Ritter has now gotten through a full camp, and you know now he's the de facto starter. I mean, it, there was no real mystery about that, and he can only get better, right? You know, he can only get better from his development, and getting a chance to obviously start the year off and be the starter for this team should give him a lot of confidence going into the year. Uh, here's Arthur talking about would he have played Ritter more if he were less confident? Look, every year you're going to do what you think is best for your team at that moment. You know, if we would have changed my decision, if I thought we would have had more guys in our too deep that were healthier going into Thursday night, yeah, I maybe would have changed our thought. And if I was really concerned about Dez, then he would have been out there. Um, there's no perfect answer. You look at all the studies year in and year out. We needed to get live reps. Joint practice, that's another subjective debate, but we feel pretty good there. So that, you take it all in consideration. So then what were the decisions we have to make? And so when you, you know, hold some guys out, you know, we end up holding 35 guys out. Um, I'd say you know, a handful of those guys, are, they're not roster locks. They were just dealing with something. So then again, we get some of those guys back uh, over the, you know, this weekend. You know, we, 
if you Lindstrom and Dahlman were dealing with some injuries, and they most likely were not going to play. Not again, they weren't going to miss any real time, but they were just not going to play in that game. There's not a chance in the world that you play with a half starting offensive line and put your starting quarterback behind it, especially when the Steelers played with their ones. There is no reason whatsoever for the Falcons to have two starting offensive linemen that were not going to play and then trot Desmond Ritter out there. For what? Ten snaps? So he can get his head taken off by T.J. Watt? Makes no sense whatsoever. Agree wholeheartedly with the decision of not playing our guys. All right, Mike Rothstein, Talks of Falcons, up with him next. Beat reporter for the Falcons for ESPN. Chuck Reed in the Key Studios. Sports Radio Nights on the Game, the Odyssey.com app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is John Chuckery Show live on this Monday evening with you as, well, we get ready for the Falcons to make their cuts down to the 53-man roster. We kind of pretty much figure who is going to stay, who's going to go, and everything like that. So let's head out to the wadeford.com hotline. Let's talk to our friend of the show, our buddy Michael Rothstein, who covers the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN. ESPN.com is where you can check out all of his work. And you can follow him on the Twix as he likes to call Look it. Look at that. Uh, I mean, listen, you know, again, gimmick infringement. At uh, at Mike Rothstein. Mike, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes on the show with me tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, if you know who's on the 53-man roster already, can you pass that along so I don't have to do a whole bunch of work tomorrow? That would be great. Well, listen, they've, they've already started cutting guys down. So, I mean, you know, we knew that, uh, you know, and, I, and I'll ask you this. I mean, you know, look, I, I thought Jalen Mayfield did some good things in the preseason, I thought he had some struggles as well. You know, again, it, I think it's more about an opportunity for him to latch on with somebody. But, you know, talk to me a little bit about just, you know, his time kind of here and, you know, some of the shortcomings and stuff. And obviously, you know, they're moving on from him, you know, as a third round pick on this team. Yeah, listen, I mean, it, he he did do some some OK things during camp, but it became pretty evident to me in games. It just wasn't clicking. It was, it wasn't working out. And we saw that really in the last two pre, I thought he played very well in the first preseason game against Miami. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then against Cincinnati, he had a really big opportunity that whole week camp. Arthur Smith talked about how the swing tackle job was open. It's wide open for him to take it. And he didn't take it. He, he, he did not take it, and it wasn't close, and he gave up a couple sacks. And, and then, you know, he got moved back to the third team, more or less, that next week in practice. They gave Josh Miles an opportunity, and we'll see if Josh Miles is the guy they end up keeping on the roster as the third tackle. And Jalen Mayfield then played in the second half, gave up a couple more sacks, and at some point it's production. And good on this staff, by the way, for uh, – Saying that you know they talk a lot about well you know it's it's about merit we're going to keep the best guys and they showed they they kind of put their money where their mouth was a little bit and showed that they were willing to do that by moving on from really their first it's the first first or second day pick that Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot have taken that they've been willing to move on from and to me that sends a very clear message to the locker room of where they're going to keep the best guys. And the guys that they believe in are trying to develop. And, and that's where it stands. Because how can you put, you know, and, and that's just really what it is. And I know that there's part of this fan base has been absolutely awful toward Jalen Mayfield, by the way. And, and that's unfortunate because at the end of the day, it's still a guy losing his job. And that's, that's hard. That's hard on anyone. That's something to really keep in mind in the next 24 hours. That if you're t- starting to celebrate somebody getting cut, don't. And uh, whether it's the Falcons or any other team, because these, these are, we're talking about layoffs here, like firing. That's what, that's what cut down day really is. But for Angelia Mayfield's case, it just never really came together. They try, you know, and we all, it all started really in this first training camp because they had him out at tackle while Caleb McGarry was not at practice. He comes back. They move him inside to guard. No real plans of playing him at that point. He was supposed to back up Josh Andrews. Josh Andrews gets hurt right after they do cut downs. Uh, within the 24 hours after that. And Jalen Mayfield is all of a sudden thrust into a position he hasn't played in a long time or, or not much of. And he started every game. 
it did not go well. Last year, he started back at guard, got hurt early in camp, came back at, in his natural position as a tackle. And then during camp this year, you know, had opportunities. Yeah, at some point you have to wonder if it's a confidence thing with him. And that, that's really kind of how it all shook out with Jalen Mayfield. It's unfortunate, but that, that's just sometimes how it goes. Is there some eerie similarities, though, with what's going on now? You've got a guy being thrust in a position. I know he's worked at, at left guard through all of training camp and everything, but he's still a rookie playing a new position. I mean, he literally started in a practice at the Senior Bowl playing guard for the first time. Um, you have a young center that's still going to stand behind him. You've got a, a veteran to his left, but you're going to have a young center that's still going to be to his right that's still trying to figure out and learn the game, sort of like what Hennessy was you know, a couple of years ago. Is there some eerie similarities to what's going on with you know, the left guard spot now this year and Matthew Bergeron being kind of thrust into the position of having to assume that starter's role? Uh, sure. I mean, on a, I'm going to sound like Arthur Smith here. On a surface level, sure. But, uh, listen, every player is different. Mm -hmm. You know, Matthew Bergeron also really expected to play guard, it sounds like, throughout the draft process. And not only was he working at guard during training camp, he was working at guard during rookie minicamp, during OTAs. Will there be a learning curve for him? Still, yeah, absolutely. 100% there'll be a learning curve for him. But there will be a learning curve for him no matter where he played on the offensive line because he's a rookie. So I'm not sitting there and thinking that it'll be the same thing all over again. You know, I, I just don't see that scenario playing out because Jalen Mayfield was literally thrust into that spot a week before, like, the last week of training camp. Right. Like... Matthew Bergeron's been at this for a few months. He hasn't seen a ton of work in a game yet, sure, but he's been at this for long enough where, you know, some of the movements, some of the motions are going to be more familiar to him. And also it's very possible that he's just a better player too. And that goes into it as well. And, you know, he's got Drew Dahlman, who's now a full year playing center next to him. Uh, and obviously Jake Matthews. So, the rest of the line has even more continuity than it did two years ago that, you know, I, there's a lot more that can, can kind of be, you know, be done. And I mean, the last part of it too, Chuck is, is this is, you know, I, I'm, I'm being very careful with my words here because I don't want to offend any uh, Matt Ryan fans, but Matt Ryan was great at extending plays, but Matt Ryan held on to the ball a long time. And, Desmond Ritter is a is more mobile than Matt Ryan, and you get the sense that he's going to maybe take off and go a little quicker than than Matt Ryan did, and that can lead to some sacks too. Absolutely, and you know, I thought one of the interesting things that Arthur Smith said was, you know, it it's a little bit different in today's NFL, and obviously, the idea of this big dump of players that are all going to be on the open market, and Arthur Smith was talking about the idea of being active and still, you know, looking at guys and still evaluating guys. How I think the Falcons are eighth on the waiver wire, if I'm, if I'm correct on that. How yes. active do you think that they're going to be as we get past these cuts? Are they going to be active, or are they pretty, pretty comfortable with what they have right now? It's going to depend who's there. I mean, that's next to impossible to predict right now because – 
for every player that they sign, they also have to get rid of one of their guys. And they've really felt their camp was competitive and they like a lot of the guys they have. Now, it might depend on how many guys go on injured reserve, too. Like, if you only have, say, two guys that you send over to IR, well, that's two less spots unless there's areas you want to improve. And there could be a couple of areas, to me, that I could see them looking to make a move to improve, offensive tackle being one of them. Uh, At least, again, mostly with depth. I don't think they'll find a starter or a day-one starter out there, but I could see linebacker, inside linebacker being a place. I could see uh, wide receiver potentially being a place. I could see corner being a place. And I could see uh, offensive tackle. And I would even say maybe running back too, although their, their group of running backs is pretty good. So those are the areas I would look at, but also look at, well, who gets let go in Tennessee? Who from New Orleans' defense potentially gets let go? Is there somebody Ryan Nielsen really likes that fits his defense well that they just couldn't get because they were under contract or, or what have you? You know, Some of that can come into play too. So it's tough to say how active they'll be, but uh, if there's a player that they really want that they can get a claim in on and, and, feel it and then get that claim, they're going to do it. It's not like they're just going to sit there and stand pat because they've got they're 53 plus 16 on the practice squad. Mike Rothstein joining me here on the waitfor.com hotline Falcons reporter for ESPN.com. So we got some good news on Jeff Okuda. Do you think that they just leave him on the roster? Do you feel like he'll be back in the first couple of weeks that they'll have, there won't be any short-term IR with him or what, what are you kind of reading into how quickly Jeff Okuda comes back? Um, I mean, listen, if you listen to what Arthur Smith says, he's been cautious. I would say, I would describe, and these are my words, that he's cautious, been cautiously optimistic the whole time. But we'll see what that looks like. And they'll have a decision to make probably in the next 48 hours or so about what they want to do with guys like Jeff Okuda, guys like Daryl Hodge, guys like Cordero Patterson, guys that you, you pretty, feel pretty comfortable are going to be on the roster. And I mean, in Patterson and Okuda, Okuda's case are going to be on the roster, and I imagine Hodge as well, that, well, when can they come back? Will they be back by Monday? Uh, will they miss week one, but you can get them back by week two? Will Is it a, you know what, they might be back in week three, but could use a week ramp up. So then all of a sudden you talk about, well, okay, they're out three weeks. Maybe just sit him four because remember week four is a trip to London and that's a little mm-hmm. bit of a different deal uh, in terms of your practice week and in terms of your rehab week. So that that could play into a factor as well. Maybe not a huge factor, but a factor nonetheless. So all of that is being said, I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do with Jeff Okuda, but it, the way Arthur Smith talked, it sounds like there's at least a hope that he'll be back before to where they wouldn't have to put him on I, on short-term IR. But we also know that they've been very cautious with injuries throughout Arthur Smith's tenure in Atlanta. So if they feel like a guy to me is not going to be back and you know, he's probably not going to be back till week four at the earliest, I could see them saying, you know what, make it week five. Yeah. I, and I agree. I, I, again, I don't think there's any hurry to get, Jeff Okuda back on the field, you know, and and try to rush him back. Last question for you, Mike. Um, You know, obviously, 
there's been a lot of talk about from among fans about you know well did we play the starters enough or this that and the other you know my my thought about that is look it's a different NFL and and guys just don't play I mean you get little blips and bloops and things like that but the whole dress rehearsal thing is just kind of a thing of the past I mean uh, you know again I, I know fans have been kind of upset just in the idea of not seeing enough of Desmond Ritter and things like that but I just tell people, look, it's a different league. It's just a different way of doing things nowadays. Well, yeah, but also, like, the, the, the part on that, too, is fans will get more mad if they put Desmond Ritter out there and Desmond Ritter gets hurt. Right. Like, that, that's the whole thing here. And when you're talking about the third preseason game specifically, remember, Drew Dahlman, Chris Lindstrom, so two-fifths of that offensive line we're probably not going to play in that game anyway because both of them have been dealing with some minor stuff, right? Like there's not a concern that they'll miss week one or anything like that. Dalman even returned to practice over the weekend. But there was no way that Arthur Smith, and it would have been, you, you want to talk about getting criticized. Arthur Smith would have and should have been criticized if he did not have his starting center, his starting right guard there, and then he put his first team offense out. Mm-hmm. Like, and not, not, I'm not even talking about just Desmond Ritter. I'm talking about Tyler Algier. I'm talking about Bijan Robinson. Like, wh- why would you do that and risk that with two guys, especially when you know the Steelers are playing their starters? Like, what wh- what good does that do you? So they get another ten snaps. I mean, that's really what we're talking about yeah. here. Yeah. Right. Like people, people are like, oh well, Pittsburgh played their star- starters. Sure, they played them a couple of series. Like, but what if if you think the twelve snaps is going to make the difference between the team winning or losing this year? I, I, you, I, I don't even know what to tell you. Well, that's that's why I talk about the practices that with Miami. So, yeah, the joint practices. Yeah, are the, those are, are way more valuable. Matter. Yeah, yeah, those are way more valuable than than what you're going to see in a preseason game. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, look, I again, it, it's a different league. You don't get guys hurt. You don't have the dress rehearsals. I mean, it, it's just it, it's not the same. It's not the same thing that we're used to seeing. So I, I agree with you. I mean, listen, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you, but, you know, again, I know that there are fans that have talked about the idea of just they wanted to see more of the starters. And, look, from an emotional standpoint, sure. But from a football business aspect of things, I don't think it made a lot of sense. No, just play, no to play the starters in that third preseason game, no. I, now, here's the thing. If Lindstrom and Dahlman were healthy, I could have seen a scenario where they play, especially since Pittsburgh starters played, some good on good. You're getting some good work in there, especially since you didn't have a joint practice with, with them. Because could have absolutely seen that. But the second that those two guys were out, you're. Why would you do that? Right. Like everything is scenarios now, and just because it's good for one team doesn't mean it's good for everybody else. You know, look, look at the Rams. The Rams didn't play their starters at all a few years ago, and what did they do? Oh yeah, they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it's every every team is different. Every scenario is different. I understand the argument here in terms of wanting to get your starters more work and like that fans want that. But you got to remember, and Chuck, I've said this on your show a couple times. The number one goal of preseason. It's very simple for for guys that are going to be on the team, going to be in your twenty-two, or I would even say 30, 35, Right, your top thirty-five guys. Your main goal is very simple. 
get to week one with as many of those guys healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. Yep. How do you do that? You don't put them in potentially dangerous situations any more than what an NFL game already is. Yep. And that's, John, that's what Arthur Smith did. Very simple. Mike Rothstein covers the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN. Check out his work at ESPN.com. And he's on the, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm saying it, Twix at Mike Rothstein. Mike. Yeah, it's, it's X. It's like X that's now formerly uh. known as Twitter. It's like, it's like when Prince used the symbol. Um, like, that's what it is now, right? Yeah. You can yeah. follow me on Instagram at Mike Rothstein, too. But that's a lot, there's a lot of travel advice there and, and, and food advice as well as your daily dose of Falcons. And many pictures of me when I have to do ESPN radio things. Uh, in my stories, so you can see angsty faces of me all the time if you're into that. Yeah, I'd rather call it Zagna, but that's just me. So, anyway, <laughs> Mike, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes on the show tonight. We'll certainly chat again soon. Anytime. You got it. John Trucker, we'll be back. Sports Radio, and after the game, the Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery Show, hanging out in the Key Studios, Monday night with you. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. We'll get to what's bugging Chuckery here in just a uh, few minutes. Uh, Dede, how was the uh, high school football action on Friday? I know um, uh, Cherokee dropped to 0-2, although Roswell Mm -hmm. did. uh, They won the Mayor's Cup. They crushed. Yeah. Um, Centennial. So yeah, a lot of controversy behind that game. I was at Central Gwinnett. Um, Central Gwinnett. They were hosting Appalachie. Okay. So uh, big win for them. Um, Fifty-six seven was the final in that one. So big, big win for them. They're off to a two and zero start. It's a little bit too early before. But what do you? What game you got your eye on this uh, weekend? So this weekend. I don't have my eye on uh, any particular game. Um, well, I take that back. I do want to see how well Creekside, because Creekside's flying to California. They're going to take on Modern Day. Wow. Yeah, so a uh, big game for them. I want to say this might be um, – and they've been playing a lot of um, uh, uh, national opponents, I guess, because they just played someone out of Florida this past weekend and everything. So, uh, But, yeah, that's probably the one I'm probably kind of just – Intrigued to see how they'll do out. Are out, you out there. Uh, are you on the road? Or are you in studio? No, this week I'll be in the studio because we're we're gonna train Dom on the show so that um, oh, wow. he'll take over producing duties for the most part of the wow. high school scoreboard okay. show. That way, uh, so did, this will be my first Friday not at a high school football game in a very long time. Did uh, did we have any sightings of Dylon? No. Okay. How'd that work out? 
Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, listen. I, you know, we we hot take. Don't hold back. You know, he big time, John. Right. I mean, let let's let's call it like it is. You know, he's the morning shaft producer now, and he big time, John. Yeah. 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 I mean, we we can say it. He big times you guys, and you know, again, he's he's Mister, you know, podcast guy. Yeah. You know what? What's the uh, the the, uh, the home, home peace tree? Oh, his show, home is, fry uh, take home, or whatever, home, home fry take, take yeah. or whatever it is. You yeah. know. So yeah, yeah, he big times you guys. So <laughs> he's not. He can't afford to do the you know small things like the high school scoreboard show or anything like that. So he may grace us with his his presence maybe one I, of these Fridays. Please. Are you kidding me? <laughs> please. I mean, you know. Oh, I, I've got all these things to do and all that. Oh, yeah. No, I, I – yep, I lived it. I lived it. So it was – so you had Garrett out in the streets? Yeah, myself. Streets? Uh, no, Garrett was in here. So actually this okay. week we, it was me and Eric as far as from the station. Gotcha. But, you know, Sam knows so many people. So we yeah. were able to tap into some other reporters that were kind of in areas, you know, like Fayette County. How did it feel getting back into – you know, the first first real show of the season. Oh, man, it felt great. I mean, you know me. Like I said, I love being out there. Um, I've been doing it deep for years, even before coming here mm-hmm. to 92.9 The Game. So I'm, I'm probably going to be like Pookie this Friday sitting in studio and be over here itching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I mean, at, at least it's good conversation, good talk, and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's just – it's good. I mean, the, the it's grown. The community is really uh, – the football – really just the high school sports community in general – They've really, um, you know, embraced the program. And uh, the coaches love checking in with Sam and Chris after games. And he had um, – he actually had uh, Jesse Tuggle on for his uh, his uh, segment, the segment they nice. do um, – uh, what do they call the segment? Like a high school legend or something like but that. But it's yeah, – yeah, 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 yeah. And so Jesse Tuggle was on. That conversation was actually a really good conversation. Nice. Yeah, so – so and good stuff. Uh, you'll be on after Atlanta United coming up this on Wednesday. Week, yes, for um, high school, uh, for Prep Sports Nation. I think, yeah. I, think you, I think Prep Sports Nation will be on end of game until midnight, I Until believe. midnight, yes. So uh, I'll probably come on around. Cause that, do they have a 7.30 kick? I can't see the uh, schedule from over here. Um, I think it's a 7. If it's a 7.30 kick, then I'll probably be on roughly roughly oh, about 10.30. Oh, 10:40. no, 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 no. No. It's later kick than that. No, if it's seven thirty, you'll be on in two hours. Again, the game the game is only well. They hour. do a they do about a half hour post. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. You'll you'll be on pretty quickly because yeah, yeah. the the game flies by. Yeah. Not a not a very long half. Nope. And again, it's only thirty minute post game, and they are uh, are they home? If they're home, I think they're away because if they're home, it's actually an hour post game. Uh, if they're if they're on the road, it'll be shorter than that. Yes, yeah, thirty minutes when they're on the road. Uh, if that, because they have to catch the flight. Well, yeah, that's so, true too. So yeah, they, it depends. They, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen I've seen post games that last the ten minutes. I know, right? Right. So again, <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, all right. So that's good. So so you'll be on for so you'll be on for an extended period. Yeah, of time. A little extra, a little extra prep sports okay. station, a little extra okay. high school sports this week. Well, I'll be thinking about you. So, <laughs> anyway. You should be listening because you'll be driving home. Well, no, that's right. You won't be here. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. God forbid. Well, you, you know. should have heard me last week, then. <laughs> well, I, I was in spirit. I was, I was thinking about you in spirit. So, uh, anyway, all right. Uh, speaking of being in spirit, let's get to something we call "What's Bugging Chuckery." Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for "What's Bugging Chuckery" on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. So. 
Day Day, have you seen this story that Matt Stafford has? I guess he was on with his wife's podcast and all this kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. and he had a couple quotes about uh, the fact that Matthew Stafford's having a hard time connecting with his young teammates, uh, going as far as having the equipment staff print out a Facebook so that he can remember everyone's name and make an attempt to get to know them. Quote, I don't know how to lead people I have no connection with. I have to somehow find a way to connect with them. On uh, his wife Kelly's Stafford's podcast, quote, they get out of practice and meetings during training camp. They go straight to their phones. No one looks up from their phones. Matthew, Matthew's like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. What does it say? I don't know. Am I the dad? Do I take their phones? What do I do here? Again, um, <laughs> now, now you know what it's like working with Dylon. But anyway, <laughs> um, look, it, it is hard if you don't have. Look, even with my 14 year old daughter, okay, you know, one of our big connections is music, honestly. Like, I've become a Swifty. I'm a big fan of Taylor Swift. I like the, you know, I like, you know, modern pop and dance and stuff like that. And that's what we listen to in the car. Like, that, that's one of those things that allows us to connect with one another. And, and again, I, I, I understand Matthew Stafford's angst. And stuff. I, I've heard Jim Cornette talk about this on his wrestling podcast. He's like, I would go the last few years in Ring of Honor. I'd go into a locker room, and he's like, guys would not be telling stories. Guys wouldn't be shooting the breeze. Guys wouldn't be doing about how much tail they got the night before. They'd be on their phones. He's like, in the old days, you'd go in the locker room. There'd be stories being told. Guys would brag about what their conquests were and all these kinds of things. None of that goes on. Everybody's on their phone, looking at their phone, texting He's like, he's like, we had some guys that were in their locker room that they were texting one another from across the room. Instead of getting up and talking to them, they were texting. And, and I've seen that before, right? So, again, I can sympathize with these kinds of things. That Matthew Stafford is having a hard time connecting with some of these guys. And I understand. It, it is hard for a generation of people that grew up on, look, I had rotary phones when I was growing up. We literally had a, we had the handheld and the wall. My grandma had a wall-mounted rotary phone. Like you spun the dial to dial all the numbers. And by the way, I grew up in an era where nobody used area codes because there was one area code. Like now, you know, here in Atlanta, 404, 678, 770, 470. Like, you have to dial all the area code. When I was growing up, there was no area codes. Like, we just dialed the seven-digit number, and that was what we did. That's all it was. You don't have to dial an area code to go along with it. But nowadays, we've got all, I mean, it's so sophisticated now that I get it and I understand. And people don't talk anymore. You know, I mean, in all honesty, like, People don't just converse. They really don't. I mean, I, I people just don't like get together and shoot the breeze and chit chat. It's all some kind of phone or this or that, or whatever. So I can feel for Matthew Stafford. And again, Matthew Stafford's not some old guy. I'm an old guy. 
I'm an old fart. I can sympathize completely. But I understand what Matthew Stafford's going through. It's hard to connect with with players and stuff like that. And again, there's so much money involved and this and that and the other. There's so many distractions and everything else going on in the world. So I can sympathize with Matt Stafford just as far as you feel like you're the old guy, right? And look, I I am an old guy. I'm I'm more than half a hundred, okay? I'm I'm actually past half a hundred. I'm closer to a hundred than I am to zero. So I can sympathize with it. I understand it. And the older I get, the more out of touch I feel in things. And again, I don't we don't we don't people don't have conversations anymore. And you can't get in depth about some things. It's quick one word, two word answers. You ever seen these kids text on their phone? When my daughter texts me on her phone, there's like everything is like three symbols, three letters, yeah, and four I was gonna words. Yeah, say it's short. Yeah, yeah. Like I get like I'll give her a paragraph, and I'll get like a two word answer. I'm like I'm not looking for two words. I need more than that. Or it's, it's I got to figure out what does IDK mean. I got to figure out what their translations are and stuff. So I sympathize with Matt Stafford, you know, in it. And I understand it's probably really hard as a quarterback in today's NFL when you want to develop that kind of relationship. Because, again, quarterbacks, your line, your wide receivers, you have to have those relationships, right? That's what it's all about. You have you, you guys are in battle together. You're in a fist fight together. You have to have each other's backs at all times. And it's a tough way if you have to go through trying to figure out who's who and I can't have a conversation with this person. So, anyway, I sympathize with all of it. All right, when we come back from the top of the hour, I've got some thoughts about the Falcons and what we've seen, where we're at, what we're doing, this, that, and the other. I'll talk about all that next. Chuck Rennie, Key Studios. Sports Radio, not to the game on a stuff comment. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.